Okay, we're recording. We're live. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Janine. Hey, everybody. My name is Tobias. And this is our very first podcast episode. That's um, exciting. Yeah. We've been thinking about this for a while, but it's only now that we've tried to do something about it. Yeah, the, how long were we pondering upon, like... I don't know, I think maybe, you always wanted to be, like... Yeah, I always wanted to do a podcast. You always wanted to do some sort of content creation. Yep. And now we are finally doing well, it. Well, you wanted me to do, like, a YouTube channel. <laughs> it's coming up. Or streaming. Who uh, knows? Yeah, I think I like the idea of streaming more than doing an actual YouTube video. But you know what? Like, the times are now so perfect for a YouTube channel or for a podcast, I think. Like, right now, there are so many opportunities for creating on content that it's we just had to do it. So I think, yeah, we finally took the step. And now we're going to talk about content. What's, what's on your mind? What, what do you think would be interesting topics that we can discuss? Um, well, I don't know. I feel like it would just be interesting to talk about the things that we are interested in, um, a little bit about us as a couple who are from two different backgrounds. I'm from Canada and I'm here in Germany since 2014 and you're from Germany, but you've also lived in other places around the world. And I think we have very different experiences, but, and we also have different interests for example you're exactly yeah you read a lot of books and you're really interested in different like composers and such um and i am very into this kind of online world online learning and mm. yeah yeah i think that is one of the most interesting facts about us we are we have so much st so much history to share right now mm -hmm. we we've been through a lot um we also had some some setbacks in the family you are from basically uh, also two different places we are now living here together in europe and at the same time we've we are sharing so much but then we also do have some uh Uh, divergent interests I'm more the, the book guy mm -hmm. you're into the the social media world you are so good at um, picking up different trends you have got your own uh, online community and it's mm -hmm. really exciting I think it's a good contribution also to to my world so I think that when we do this podcast we can actually try to combine both sides i can talk about books for instance or movies i'm also a writer i'm trying to to work with the material that i find on the streets on somewhere and trying to 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 uh write books that people enjoy to read and you are on the other side you're into traveling cooking you're also vegan we can we, we can really talk about that that might be interesting how um how you're uh, living your vegan lifestyle and also by the way you just came from your fasting how, how was that um oh yeah like i tried my latest fast so i've been um looking into intermittent fasting and yesterday i tried doing a 48 hour fast I only ended up doing 43 
but yeah, I'm okay. I, I just ate a bunch right now, so I am a, in a bit of a food coma at the moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going like, it, I find that fasting for me, it's pretty good. Like I, when I'm at work, I feel like I can focus and I'm not always trying to find like snacks or something to. So you're not about eat. to faint soon or so? No, I think I'm fine. Maybe I'll end up taking a nap after this, but <laughs> 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 we'll see. It's pretty courageous after the fasting, jumping right into our first podcast. I don't think it's really courageous. It's just adding another routine into your everyday life. I think that's what I've been working on lately is just trying to build structure, especially after coming from being a student. I just finished my master's degree this year and... Um, it's just different moving from being a student to working every day because when you're a student you have so much time in the day uh-huh, yeah. um, I wasn't the most disciplined person when it came with my time I would basically just go to bed whenever I felt like it and then I wake up and then I try to get work done and then you just do it before your final deadline whereas now I only I work 40 hours a week mm-hmm. and I'm finding that there just isn't enough time in the day and I feel like maybe I would have a better if I had a better structure in my life then maybe I wouldn't feel like all these hours after work or before work are going to waste Mm. so do you think that you the main reason or one of the reasons for the podcast is that you're right now you need an outlet something like that something like a platform or a forum where you can express yourself I guess it could be, yeah. Um, Yeah, I have made a lot of friends online within the past year and a bit. And I think it's nice to kind of also share a little bit more about myself and also bring you into the conversation too, because you're somebody that they know (laughs) about, but they don't really know in person that well. Um, And I think we do have a I think we have our own experience and it's nice to not just keep that totally private. Of course, there are things that you want to keep to yourself, but I think there is also information that other people might be interested in. And um, yeah. So the one of the reasons is, is the outlet, but the other reason is also, yeah, that we want to share something from our experiences mm-hmm. from two diff, like we said, from two different worlds, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, yeah, I think I also agree to that because I pretty advanced with my PhD. I did it in energy economics and I'm also starting work next week. And I think for me, we are both finishing a certain phase of our life now, which is more like the student lifestyle, mm-hmm. going into the, the the job and the career. But I think for us, it would be also super interesting to have some, like I said, like some kind of platform where we can still express ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that this would be really also to share that with a lot of people because... We are about to do some trips. You are going to London next... Next month. Next month. So right now it's June as we speak. And yeah, next week, beginning of July, I'll be going to London to meet with friends. 
Um, there's going to be a Twitch party there that I'm going to be attending. Oh, nice. And yeah, I'm mostly there to see friends. Um, and then in August, the both of us are going to Canada to visit my family for a couple of weeks, like <laughs> days around. And yeah, how do you feel about like everything that's coming up for you for one you start work next week which is something that's going to be different for you in terms of your schedule and how you live. yeah sure i mean it's just like i'm i'm pretty yeah excited to get the job that i always wanted working in the energy field and right now in germany but also in Europe, everybody talks about energy, the the changing of our climate. Then there are some protests like this Friday for Future movement. So I think that especially in the energy field, there is so much going on right now that I think I'm really excited to, to learn more uh, from the private side so that I can also sh share with you guys. And I think that on the other side, of course, I'm a bit like melancholic to leave the the scientific lifestyle like the student lifestyle but uh, i think it's always good also to move ahead and to find something that you are actually working on for a couple of years now so finding a job in this energy world right now is also really exciting i think and i read so many books and i think when we do this podcast i can i would also like to to share some of my my thoughts or i can also present some books that might be interesting for for um for you guys and yeah in general i think it's it's just a very exciting moment for for this uh a career in energy mm -hmm. and it's also your birthday next week it is yeah are you looking <laughs> forward to that yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but on the other yeah, <laughs> no, I'm actually looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. Usually for me with birthdays, like, I think at a certain point, they just stopped being important to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, for me, it's Why is just, that? I don't know, it's just like you're, you're just another year older, there's no, I've reached... Do, do you look back sometimes, like, reminiscing about, yeah, that, that was when, when it was like, uh, like a kid and then everybody you're more even more like the center of uh, attention and then everybody's taking care of you or do you Maybe. have these thoughts sometimes or not really to be honest <laughs> <laughs> well like I, if i look back on them it's just me being like oh yeah that, i was a kid and that's what we did but nowadays i don't know maybe it's also different just because i have a different mm. i have a very different set of friends now um I don't know. I feel like I often don't want to be the center of attention. Okay. Even though it makes it look like it if I have a podcast and if I tried streaming for a bit. But to be honest, I I am more of the person who would rather find out about other people and learn about them rather than them focusing on me. Mm. I don't know. I don't really feel very special in particular. So it's just like, it's just another day for me. I think one thing I liked about... German culture is the way that they treat birthdays where um, so in Germany the person who's celebrating is the one yeah. who's, supposed, who's supposed to provide the cake for everybody and from what I've read it's the idea of that is because you are thanking the people in your life for being uh -huh. in your life rather than you than people making a cake for you and you being the special one for that day so that I think is a good way to look at it 
That that is an interesting thought and one of the topics that we are really trying to delve into with the podcast also about the cultural differences between Canada or respectively the US and uh, Germany. So uh, I think there's there's so much stuff that we can talk about, right? I mean, we 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 talked about like so many uh, so much stuff especially in the beginning where you came here and you weren't really sure that uh, how to behave in a cer certain situation mm -hmm. also language wise yeah anything that comes in your mind like any any uh, situation in the beginning yeah like when, when I you first, came here when I first came to Germany my my knowledge was very basic because I had been studying French in school or and in university so feel like I thought that that was going to be my second language and so coming here I was like okay well I have to start all over again and I only knew the basics so <clears throat> when I found out that I was going to be moving here I picked up phrase books and grammar books and I started learning basic German um, oh, yeah, yeah. grammar and vocabulary but no Duolingo I did use Duolingo a lot and I even took notes on it and everything um But I think all the study by books and such doesn't really prepare you for when you actually come here because I felt like listening to people was a completely different thing than just going through Duolingo, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to... Yeah, there are some very... I feel like Canada and Germany are very similar in a lot of ways. And the differences are very subtle. And I think it was tricky for me to figure out what was I think it would have been easier for me to make that transition if the cultures were more different because then I can mm -hmm. be like okay I have to really think differently in this country but when uh -huh. I came to Germany I felt like so many things were similar that I had to be really precise with what is different um, and they were very minor things like going to the grocery store and whether you're supposed to like smile at people or not, or <laughs> ask how they're doing. Um, like in Canadian culture, it's a very common thing to ask people how they are. But with yeah. German culture, it's just, you're here to buy your groceries and that's it. <laughs> but but I think it also changed a bit. Like now there is a service culture more oriented towards the, the US. But mm -hmm. I, I think I, I totally understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. We had this conversation, especially when you're in the car and then people are... Uh, generally pretty un impatient and then they start honking <laughs> yeah, honking is very common i don't know if it's uh what i do like about it is that when germans honk it's really because you did something wrong mm. and then you kind of learn okay i won't do it next time i'm saying this as somebody who hasn't driven in germany yet <laughs> but it's just what i've observed they yeah i don't know um But I find that the the drivers in Germany are very good. Or what do you think? What's your take on it? Yeah, I think Germany is famous for being like the car nation. And uh, we are pretty much like the only country that doesn't have a speed limit. But right now they are you discussing... You do have speed limits sometimes. There are speed limits. But some people from different countries, they just travel to Germany to be going on the Autobahn mm -hmm. <laughs> so they can release speed yeah. because uh, there are some there are some parts of it where you can go without any speed limits mm -hmm. and I think it is in discussion right now especially what I said before with the climate change because 
and also in, in, in terms of how dangerous it is. Mm -hmm. So I think in the longer run, we also gonna have a speed limit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've been driving in different countries, also some topic that we might talk about, like differences within Europe. Like I in know, Greece, in, I know, I know Greece pretty well. I know. Um, how, how do you know Greece so well? I know Greece because we do have a house there and this house is kind of like my second home. So, yeah, I learned ancient Greek and the uh, new Greek language also. And I think it's it's yeah, it just feels like being home there. It's it's a different mentality. People are very laid back, whereas Germany is sometimes a bit like tense and people are a bit uptight on what they are doing at their jobs and Greece is just like okay it's definitely vacation but I just truly enjoy being there catching some sun and enjoying the southern lifestyle and I think also for Europe it's it's good to have like countries that are a bit um, having this different lifestyle not like the western European lifestyle but you also went to Greece did you like it there or I did yeah um, it's a nice vacation spot to go to, like in this area in particular. Um, this is near Kalamata, where all the olive trees are. Peloponnese, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's very beautiful there. Um, but I don't think I would live there. Would oh, you? no, not, not like... My dream was to, to spend there a couple of weeks or months during the year, mm -hmm. but probably not the whole year, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good change of scenery. It's just like going somewhere where you feel really, yeah, less stress, more sun, good food. <laughs> I think it helps that you also can speak Greek. Yeah, yeah I think I think like learning languages was always one of my main interests. Mm -hmm. And um, I also learned Russian a bit and a bit of Spanish, Portuguese. And that is, I think it's a good way to um, counter any culture. It's always, it starts with the language, right? I mean, you, mm -hmm. you have to be able to have at least like a vague understanding of how the people are talking. And I think it al already changes your perception. I think that's very much true. Like you came in the beginning to Germany, you, you uh, learned some phrases and then throughout the years you you're improved your germ so actually we can do the podcast also in german right uh, yeah we can try but it's one been, episode one episode <laughs> yeah maybe not a whole episode maybe like five minutes, five minutes i think that's all german. i could handle the thing though is like if i try to do a podcast in german i'll have so many pauses because i'm trying to find out what i'm trying to say and i feel like there's depending on the topic there are so many words that i just don't know and especially when it comes to like forming of my sentences, my grammar will often get messed up at some point. Oh yeah, German grammar. That's that's a whole podcast series, <laughs> probably, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I also am like I would really like to reach a point in my German where I feel where I feel like I am technically fluent, but I feel like I'm not at a place where I can meet people my age and feel comfortable speaking as freely as I would speaking English. Um, I think I get by with body language and just being friendly in general, but when it comes to 
having in-depth conversations, that's where I get very uncomfortable because I have to switch to English often mm. to be able to have those conversations. So do you think in English or in German, right? Or like, do you dream in, in English or German or like... I don't think I've dreamed in German yet. I've had dreams where I'm trying to speak German and I'm like conscious that I'm speaking German, but it's not like I am... It just comes out naturally. It's me in my dream world, uh -huh. like being aware that I'm speaking German rather than just like. So you're whatever. not like caught like in a maze and then you have to escape from it, like in a, in a Kafka version of, no. of like a German city or some no. crazy stuff like that. Nothing like that. But what's interesting is that if I do travel somewhere outside of Germany where they don't speak um, a language that I know, so basically anything that's not English or German. Uh -huh. When I come back to Germany, it's almost like I feel safe again. So I am at this weird point where um, I do have different areas where I struggle with speaking the language, but um, but I, there is some comfort to hearing German and being able to speak it when I do come back from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to explain that. It's just something that I feel i don't know yeah i mean we live here in aachen it's very close to the border and um you can literally walk to the or cross the border by by walking and i think that's also special about it like you have so much exchange with dutch people belgian people you can go to the three country border i think that is also when we talk about the location here mm -hmm. was that also interesting for you because uh, when you picked aachen as your your city or how did you even come from canada to to germany i didn't even hear of aachen before i moved here like before i got the job mm. um when i was i was a this is at the end of my bachelor's degree And I knew that I wanted to travel, but I still wanted to do something that was related to what I was studying. So I wanted to work as a programmer somewhere abroad. And I basically applied in a bunch of places that were being offered in this database set for this. Um, it's, I don't, I've heard different pronunciations. I've heard AISEC, AISEC, or anyways, it's ASEC. <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, But yeah, I joined this community or this company and they show you a bunch of different companies and you apply for them. The, the current company that I work for and the one that hired me originally, um, they found my profile and they contacted me first. So I just saw that it was in Germany and I was already... I think Germany was was one of those countries where I was already like, okay, like if I get a job there, then yeah, sure, I would. I think I would give it a go. Um, and yeah, that's how I ended up here. So the location of Aachen, it had nothing to do with the like the decision process, but I think it has a lot of benefits. I think it's really cool that mm. you're so close to different places where they already speak Dutch, where they already speak French. And um, definitely when I improve my German to a point where I can say, okay, I want to start learning another language as well, I'd probably try to learn Dutch just because I've had to go to the Netherlands so often. <laughs> And although they speak English, I would really like to be able to just speak to them in Dutch. Or I would like to go back to relearning French because that's something that 
I grew up always learning, but never actually reaching a point where I could have a conversation with somebody. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's something that I think I could pick up pretty easily, hopefully. Mm. So in the way you already like benefited from like the the vicinity of like two different uh, countries apart from Germany, right? Yeah. Any any Dutch that you picked up, like any phrases you can say, <laughs> um, because it's actually it's actually one of my favorite languages. Is it? Even though, yeah. I Why? Like, what I do like. you like about it? I like it because it sounds like German, but then it also sounds very different. Like you have these words like "pot for the pot for three von Dubbelges, which means. Uh, dang it <laughs> okay or you've got some some really nice phrases that sound like german but mm-hmm. on the other side they also sound a bit different like yeah. somebody is a bit mumbling or so yeah and i i really like that it's it's it gives you a feeling like like also you said before it's 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 uh comforting it's like not really different mm-hmm. but i i truly like the the dutch mentality the dutch people and mm-hmm. Um, I think that we can also talk, for instance, about the differences between Netherlands and Germany mm-hmm. because um, we made some trips already and we are about to do some more mm-hmm. probably in the future, right? Yeah. Um, how long ago was this? I think this is... Th- you went to Ghent recently. Anything yeah. that you noticed there? Or? I was in Ghent and I met up with my friend Celine. If you're listening, Celine. Hello. Hello, Celine. <laughs> um, so where she lives, us in Flanders, and they speak Flemish, which is basically just a dialect of um, of Dutch. Mm-hmm. And we went to IKEA there together, and it was really cool because everything was in Dutch, and I was trying to figure out what they were, what each of the signs said based on what I knew from German. Um, Sometimes they wouldn't make any sense to me, but then the minute she would translate them, I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. That, I can see how that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, I think it's really cool how similar they are, but they do sound dramatically different. Like if I heard, mm-hmm. if I hear somebody speaking Dutch, I can hear the, I can hear the grammar that is similar to German, but I can't understand like the actual words that they're saying. Yeah, I heard Dutch grammar is a bit easier than German grammar. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always thought, okay, maybe if you want to learn a language that is accessible, that you can use, I would definitely learn some some more Dutch. At least some phrases <laughs> like, who got it? How are you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if there is any Dutch listeners, please correct me if, if that's right or wrong. <laughs> um, I was going to say, oh. Yeah, I think um, one thing that people always say, though, is that the, re- the reason why the Dutch are so good at languages is because nobody wants to learn their language. Oh, Have you heard this prob- Yeah, but probably Dutch people wouldn't like that, right? Or I don't know. Do you think it's more like the Scandinavians, where they have like a small lang- language group that needs to learn uh, or speak English? Otherwise, they, they won't get along? Or I guess so. I'm not sure, like... I don't know all the history of of it, but I think that because the Netherlands is a smaller country that they would have, yeah, there is a more demand to be able to speak another language, so to speak English, for example. But for me as an individual, I find that going to the Netherlands, it's, for me personally, I do find that there is enough of a, enough of a, I don't know, I do go there enough times to have to kind of 
be in that situation where I don't uh-huh. speak the language. And I think that it would benefit me to learn at least a little bit of it. Did it remind you of, I mean, Canada, a lot of people think that, yeah, Canada ha- is bilingual that mainly differentiates Canada to the US. Is that also a bit of in the Canadian DNA that you need to learn languages more than than maybe the average American or? I don't know. Oh, that's hard to say because there are a lot of Americans who do take interest in learning another language. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And... Um, I think in the U.S., their equivalent to to French would be Spanish because there are so many Spanish-speaking people, yeah. Yeah, people in the U.S. Um, I think saying that Canada is a bilingual country is a very technical um, definition, but I find that realistically, if you go to the West, for example, you're not going to find many... Um, French-speaking people, and if you do, they're most often um, their family from Quebec or they went to a French immersion school. Mm. But I find that because uh, Canada and the U.S. themselves are so big and everybody there's, not everybody, but in these regions, people speak English, there's no need, unlike in Europe, to learn a different language. Um, I know that in Canada there are actually a lot of um, a lot of people don't speak English as their first language, so I feel like oh, yeah, yeah. English is kind of the language, at least in Western Canada, that brings everybody together. So they're really, yeah, I think for a lot of students growing up, there just isn't this need to learn another language. For me personally, when I was learning languages in school. It was more of like something that was just cool and something that you could show off with. But it was never actually this, I need to be able to talk to somebody in this language. And that's why I'm learning it. And I feel like that that's different here in Europe. Yeah, maybe because we have so many countries. I recently, I'm reading the book from Jared Diamond. It's called Crisis. And he talks in depth about uh, Germany. And it's very interesting because Germany has nine countries bordering. Mm -hmm. And his main theory is that all, not all, but much stuff going on in German history depends on like geography. And Europe, I think, is so much shaped by its uh, geographical borders Mm -hmm. that there are so many different nations, countries, microstates, whatever. They are so close to each other that there is such a big interdependency between those those people and, and, and countries throughout the history that it, uh, it differentiates Germany to like big states that have like these like natural boundaries like uh, in Russia or in China where they've got these big rivers and I think this theory it's I, I keep thinking about it but I we can also talk about it more when we maybe present a book or so mm-hmm. um But you, you're from Alberta. You want to talk a bit about your background, also your your um, family background? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to say when I say, like, I'm from Alberta because I our family moved a little bit when we were growing up. I was born in um, Lloydminster, which is between two provinces in Canada. So it's between um, Alberta and Saskatchewan. And then we ended up moving to the West Coast in BC. 
then we ended up going back to Edmonton. So a lot of moving. Yeah, it was a lot of moving. Um, and I don't know, maybe that affected the way that I that I developed my friendships. Maybe I don't. Um, I'm kind of used to having to make friends all over again. Um, but yeah, uh, I do th say that Alberta is my home. Um, but I find that the more that I go back, the less I'm able to identify with it. Mm -hmm. There Why is, is that? but I think it's maybe with the city, Edmonton, where I'm from, that I can um, relate to more in the people there. But um, Alberta in general is a more conservative mm -hmm. province, and it's like the tax, like the oil state, or yeah, like there's a lot of oil well, there, so that's where a lot of people work and. Um, yeah, maybe we can go into this further in further detail because I could say stuff about it, but I also don't want to give the wrong impression of where I'm from. Yeah, sure. What about your back, like your background? Do you want to talk a bit what? about that? <laughs> you mean the oh, you're Canadian, but why oh do yeah, you look yeah. Asian? That that is that is something we need to talk about <laughs> in Germany and also in like differences to Canada, right? So, what are you, tell me what you've like observed being with me in Germany? So basically, Jeannie, she uh, has a Filipino background and a lot of people here, since they are not used to so much exposed to Asian people, I think, they, whenever she meets somebody, people are like, yeah, where are you from? Ah, oh, you're from Canada. Okay, but where are you really from? What's your nationality? They say and like, where are you originally really, from? What, what is your background? <laughs> So that is a bit of a topic that we can talk about in depth in the in, in the in the coming in the coming episodes maybe something like that. Yeah, we can talk about it briefly. I mean, basically, it's just that. But the thing is, it's something that I had to come to terms with moving here. I think that's one thing that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. um, just because moving to Germany, my identity was yes, I'm Canadian, and that's what like I'm. I'm a Canadian coming to Germany. Um, and it, I think it maybe annoyed me a little bit when I found that people were asking me about, um, like what my ethnicity was. And I always like, and it's tricky because I can understand it because if you just want to know what someone's background is, um, but I feel like me as a Filipino or as an Asian or somebody who is not white, um, we're more likely to be asked this question than somebody mm. who is German, but with a European background. You, for example, you are German, but you also have background from other places, yeah. more or less. Yeah, but I think, um, I think in the beginning, what I observed, you were kind of annoyed by that. But I think now it didn't happen. So like, do you think there is a difference between this question being asked by younger and or older people or uh, does it is, it is there an, an, an influence just like older people maybe they they grew up more in a homogeneous society whereas like we as a generation y x z we are more mm -hmm. exposed to much more different backgrounds i think yeah i think our generation is a little bit more used to um I think now as years pass, like 
Germany's becoming more multicultural. So I feel like that is becoming a bit more normal for um, younger people to see um, Germans who are from different, um, yeah, ethnical backgrounds. Mm. Um, Were you expecting that before, for instance, before you came? Did I expect came people to, to ask me if, like, why? No, you're like the the how do you say like the society in general? Like, did did you expect Germany to be like? All like some people, for instance, they say, "Oh, yeah, Germans are all blondes, or like they all like have a certain look." Or mm. what? What was your expectation before coming here? Um, I guess, hmm. Like I wasn't surprised when I saw that you have like that there are people of different backgrounds. Um, like I already saw some of it when I was backpacking with my sister before I moved here. Um, before I found out that I got the job, my sister and I, we went backpacking in Europe, around Western Europe. So we went from Paris to Berlin, Munich, Prague, um, Rome, Barcelona, and uh, been in these places. Um, and we already saw that there were a lot of people of different backgrounds. So I maybe expected... Maybe I got too used to how Can how multicultural Canada is, and I think when I came here, I said, "Okay, yeah, I think that Germany is actually pretty multicultural, but that's only in cities. I think once you go into rural areas, it's really German German people." Oh yeah, but I think that's also in the U.S. or Canada, right? I mean, if you are, I I don't know so much about like I've been to Canada, but like I think. At least in the U.S., there are a lot of places like in the Midwest, for instance, that are still very homogeneous. Whereas mm -hmm. when you go to like the the coastal areas like D.C. or mm -hmm. uh, West Coast area, then it is very mixed. I mean, look yeah. at San Francisco; like there are like Asians are basically like the the majority, and then there are Latin Americans. It's all very very mixed there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know, I guess... I think I do notice a lot more that Canada is more multicultural when I come back. I think here I kind of get used to... Um, I get used to what ratio of people are German. And then I... But the thing, though, is like when I think about it, like a lot of my friends here in Germany are of different backgrounds. So it's, I feel like I have a different... Um, surrounding from other people because for one my program was uh my program was like an international program so everybody there was from a different country oh yeah you studied basically in english and you, yeah. you could have gotten along without even speaking a, a word of german right yeah you could well, well you have to take a german course so you have to learn some german I know people that don't speak a single word of German. And then they say, yeah, I don't want to learn German. <laughs> well, like, they probably do. Like, they learn the basics to pass the minimum requirements. The, the A2 or whatever B, it is. B1? B1. Oh, okay. But, yeah. I, we'll see how it is when I when we go back in August. Like, I want to... I'm also curious to know what your... Um, what your perspective will be and what you think mm. when you go to Canada. You've already been to Canada before, though, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've traveled a bit. And I went to Vancouver, uh, BC, 
That was really nice. I really liked it. I think for me, Vancouver was one of these almost perfect places where like when you look at these statistics for cities that have like the highest living quality mm -hmm. i think vancouver for a while was like top three always it has mountains you can go skiing and doing all the water like stuff there and there there's so much stuff that you can do that i was really like I, re i really liked it that's that's all i can say I, I th and i think canadians i realized because i studied in the u.s before and then coming to to canada i realized how much i mean it's similar but canadians are much more polite i mean it is a stereotype what did you notice when like when you went to canada in terms of niceness I think the sorry culture, <laughs> like even in Germany, I mean, it's a bit me, but like sometimes when I go out here and people will like stab on your, your foot or so, they won't even like apologize. And then in Canada, it's even like they, they apologize before stepping on your foot, right? <laughs> and that's, that's a very like, it's a thing, I think as a German, I think we do have potential to to polite in certain situations mm -hmm. but i think um yeah that's something i i i wasn't wasn't expecting before after afterwards i was like listening to all these kind of like jokes about like the canadian friendliness mm -hmm. and i think that is something that that at at the time i was there i didn't expect it so much so yeah but now i think it's But it's cool. I really liked it. I, I, I'm a big fan of nature. Like I, I, we went to Norway last year. That was amazing. Yeah. I like countries that have beautiful nature and you can go on hikes and stuff like that. So yeah. that was, yeah, I think Canada is the second largest country in the world, I think. Yeah. So After Russia. Yeah, after Mother Russia. And then, so yeah, there's a lot of outdoor outdoorsy activities we can do and yeah yeah i think norway is my favorite um, um i just really like the views there and the hiking and um and the 10 10 euro cappuccino oh yeah my favorite that was nice it's so expensive there isn't it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i think that's like the one thing that i always like i always warn people if they're going to norway like i think it's For me, yeah, be rich. it was my favorite. It's of, of all the places that I've been so far. I feel like it's it's actually been my favorite, but it's so expensive. It's so expensive. <laughs> but I'm I'm st like I still would like to see other places in in uh, Scandinavia. Scandinavia, yeah. yeah. You've been to Denmark though. I haven't been there. I've been to Denmark, yeah, to Copenhagen, and I would like to go again. I feel like I didn't stay long enough to um, to really get enough of a i don't know danish experience but it was my visit there was nice um i would definitely like to go to sweden i have a friend there a bit more hygge more hygge hyggesimo yeah <laughs> but yeah um anything you notice in like so we went to oslo and then we are traveling to olesund and the countryside like mm -hmm. anything worth uh, that you still remember um like places like specific places best experience i just really liked the fjords there oh yeah they're huge and you don't even i think when you uh, 
look at them from afar they like just like cool but when you we rode um was this a ferry through the the fjords and it's just incredible how big everything is and it was really this town that just overlooks oh yeah i forgot the name yeah i don't remember either Uh, Arisvik. oh we have to look it up but yeah, you had to climb that like really big, like that zigzaggy, zigzaggy um, road. Road. Oh, the hikes there, man. And then like talking to the people there, they have to take this road every day. So <laughs> for us, we were pretty scared going up it just because it felt so like mm. steep. <laughs> I realized, I remember one, one of the things that I always like when I think of Norway yeah. is like the super fit people. Then yeah, we, we went exercising. to hikes <laughs> and we are kind of like... Um, I mean, we exercise, we do sports, uh-huh. and then, but these people, they were like storming on top of the mountain, and they are so fit, and it was, they are in such a good shape, and they're, they are healthy, they've got a good, good complexion, like complexion? Complexion, uh, Complexion, yeah. it's, well, I was amazed, but Norway was really also one of my favorite places. This and could that, also also be um, a city thing, though. What do you mean? Like, People who are in cities tend to, um, a lot of people who are in cities, like, have the means to go running, yeah. But I realized, I, I recently read that in Norway, especially in Oslo, every third car is a Tesla. It's like an electric there vehicle. There were a lot of Teslas. And that Teslas is, there. like, the, the highest amount of, uh, percentage-wise, I think, the highest amount of electric vehicles. And I, I think you can... What I realized, the city is less noisy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the crowd and is so quiet. <laughs> the, the air is better. Talking about one, I think one of the topics for the podcast would also be like energy and future and stuff. But I think that Oslo is really one of these places you have to go there and see how good it is to have a clean air and less noise in, in, in the city. Mm-hmm. And... I, I was amazed. Also, uh, the the white nights where it doesn't get dark for for oh, the white I, nights. The white nights. The white nights. Not the, <laughs> not the white. Not the Game of Thrones. The, the no, white, I was thinking of a different white, white. night, but <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> you mean the midnight sun. The midnight, yeah. yeah midnight yeah. sun. Yeah. White nights are the like in that gaming community the game community it's like the people who are trying to oh the pua guys that try to rescue the woman yeah. the white knight ah okay that's what the white knight the white, he's coming to to <laughs> rescue rescue the girl from yeah. the yeah but the, i mean how's it called the, the um, midnight sun midnight sun in russian you call it bieli nochi the white the white maybe that's okay white maybe too. that's where you got it and do you remember that um this experience for me was new so i was totally blown away by it i think it was cool um it wasn't some but i don't think it was for me um like a once kind of moment where i was it wasn't it was Mm. just interesting i was like cool it's midnight and the sun is still up (laughs) i think it would be different having to experience that every day because we were only in that region where the sun is up the whole time once yeah. And then we went back down south where the sun was still going down. Mm. So I think it's different if you have to live there and then figure out how are you going to sleep or in the winter, what are you going to do when it's dark the whole time? 
I think for me, it's more interesting, like how it would work out for you if you're actually there every day. Mm. You mean like the people that, okay, but when they experience it on a daily basis, I probably it's, yeah. Well, if, I mean, the dark winters, I think can be really dark then. That's <laughs> like, like how you, I remember you said that you wouldn't be able to handle Canadian winters. Could have been. I I enjoy the sun though. <laughs> I'm very much a winter winter person. Winter person, because you can always like put on more. White night. You could always put on more layers, but when you're hot, it's just like good luck. <laughs> oh yeah, but I I think in 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 terms of the weather, what what's what's your, what do you like better, like the German or the Canadian weather? Because here, it's especially here in Aachen, it's very rainy and. Then cloudy and but it doesn't get that cold yeah i don't really i don't really judge it based on weather i don't think it's more of what does what does the place that you have have to offer so and we're comparing i don't know i feel like we're comparing two very different things like my life in edmonton versus my life in aachen mm. and edmonton is a bigger city but i remember you saw pictures and you're like I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how it is. What I what I do like is the the this continental climate, which is more like frosty, cold climate. Mm -hmm. And whereas here it's more rainy, which goes straight to your bones. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's. But I never tried. I went to Russia to Siberia and. Actually, I was surprised how well I could handle it. So I don't, I don't know. It's dry there, isn't it? It's dry, yeah. yeah. Dry, cold weather. Yeah, it's like that in Edmonton as maybe. well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe then I, I might like it. Hmm. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Um, if you like the podcast, then stay tuned. Yeah, and just write some comments. Just write something like ideas for further for topics, books, recommendations, language whatever comes to your mind uh um yeah stay tuned we'll talk to you guys next time it's really nice thanks for listening bye bye guys